0: This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, License Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden. Thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's show, we're going to be talking about rising interest rates and what they mean for both homeowners and those looking to get into the housing market. So, if you're concerned about home affordability and what effect rate hikes will have on you, you're certainly not alone. According to recent surveys, many Canadians are worried, and many are confused, really, about what the rate hikes will mean for them. So, joining me now to discuss the surveys and offer their advice are Doretta Thompson. She's the financial literacy leader and director of corporate citizenship for Chartered Professional Accountants of Canada or CPA Canada and Joan Flood mortgage advisor with Premier Mortgage Center. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you for having us, Nancy. So let's jump right into the survey results, and then I'll get your guys' opinion uh, on this stuff. So according to the TD Real Estate Survey, three quarters at 76% of Canadians who are likely to buy a home in the next year are worried about the impact that rising rates will have on the home they can afford. That's a really high percentage. And more than half of respondents at 52% aren't knowledgeable about a home equity line of credit or how it differs from a mortgage. One in three Canadians surveyed at 33% percent don't feel knowledgeable when it comes to how rising interest rates may affect their ability to renew their mortgage and nearly 40 percent of respondents claim to not be knowledgeable about the difference between variable and fixed interest rates one in four Canadians believe if rates continue to rise they will have to sell their home with a quarter at 26 percent unaware of what potential prepayment charges or penalties may come along with that of the prospective home buyers surveyed, more than one quarter at 27% admit to not knowing or understanding many of the costs associated with buying a home. And 4 in 10 at 40% of Canadians who are considering buying a home within the next year are not knowledgeable about how the mortgage pre-approval process works. So, Joan, I'll start with you. What are you seeing from your clients? Does this resonate with some of the questions that they ask? And, you know, are you surprised at all about how, how high some of these figures are about the lack of knowledge around the stuff.
2: I think the questions uh, and the, the segments that were targeted here and the, the points that were drawn out, these are all common questions and concerns, I think, you know, through the ages uh, for most people when they're looking at getting into home ownership. All of these questions, they're not new questions because of rising interest rates or things that are going on in today's world, I don't believe. Uh, the numbers, uh, the percentages, I think, are very, are quite high, uh, you know, especially the, the three-quarters of Canadians are likely to are worried about the impact that rising rates will have on what they can afford. Uh, so that that's a staggering number, I think. But in another sense, it's also good numbers. Uh, I, I the way I interpret it is because they are actually stopping and thinking and maybe doing some research and, and digging a bit more on what actually is really affordable for them. So you know that that is a good thing uh, moving forward for them. But uh, like I said, the questions. are are not unreasonable by no means. And, you know, it just means that people need to start researching things earlier in the process, whether it's their first home purchase or their pending upcoming mortgage renewal. Talk to a professional. Uh, You know, I think in the past, a a lot of us have relied on the Internet for things. Okay, I need a good mortgage rate. I'll go to the Internet, see who's offering the best rate. Off I go. And they don't dig into the features and benefits and and other things that their mortgages hold. So think now is a good time for people to just become more aware and cognizant of the features of their mortgage and all of these questions need to be answered before they enter into home ownership. So they need to get themselves in front of a real live person and have a good conversation versus just researching it themselves.
1: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more, Joan, right? And the best way to to sort of calm your anxiety or fears around this stuff is to talk to a professional who can give you the answers and not necessarily read things on the Internet that may or may not be, you know, accurate or correct uh, given your own personal situation. So I think that that's some really great advice. Andrea, I'll turn to you now. Like, are you concerned at all about the results of this survey? I mean, understanding the impact of rising interest rates really is critical to establishing and, and maintaining financial health, regardless, really, of where you are in the home journey. Like to, to Joanne's point, whether you're looking at refinancing or renewing your mortgage or if you're buying a home for the first time, this is important stuff to know.
0: I, I am concerned, um, very concerned actually. Um, I think one of the things that we have to keep in mind is that interest rates have been at an all-time low for quite a while and we've had this strange situation of very low interest rates and particularly over the last couple of years, but over over the last decade, um, rapid rising in, in housing costs, so people building um, equity, people who, who were in the, in the, in the market before and and there's the, there had been this sense that, that low interest rates, I think people were starting to consider them the norm and, and forgetting that, that you know a generation ago interest rates were double digits for quite a long period of time. And I don't think we've seen the end of the current upcycle. Um, the Bank of Canada is signaling more increases. Uh, and remember, we just saw an increase of 75 basis points south of the border. Um, we did a, uh, uh, CPA Canada did a housing headache study very recently um, we found that 89% um, of respondents cited the threat of rising interest rates as as the greatest challenge um, to owning their home. So I think it's uh, um, I think it's very concerning because when interest rates rise. Um, the idea is that it's people should borrow less spend less that will cool the economy down enough to rein in inflation so that's what central banks are doing um but there's always that really delicate balance of interest rates and then not falling into that historical norm of them then leading into recession
1: no no, absolutely i'm concerned as well and you know not only because of people looking to buy homes and, and not having the knowledge around certain things that they really need to ensure they understand when they're doing that. But if I look at the CPA survey that you talked about, I mean, 89% are responding saying that interest rates are a great, are a great challenge for them. But in addition to that, 69% said income stability was a worry for them. And and income stability comes into everything that we're, we were just talking about, right? So inflation and, and interest rates are rising to try to curb inflation. But with income comes increased credit unfortunately. Many people use credit to supplement their income so it it certainly is concerning and to your point we know that further rate hikes are coming. The Bank of Canada has been warning Canadians to expect further increases for some time now and many economists are predicting that the next rate hike which will be announced on Wednesday July 13th so just next week could be three quarters of a percentage point so exactly what uh, we saw south of the border uh, restored as you said. So Joan, how concerned should homeowners be about these rate hikes and future hikes and what do they need to understand about how these rate increases impact the mortgage payments?
2: They certainly need to be again knowledgeable and talk to uh, the right people. Uh, you know, and uh, to Doretta's point, you know, the the interest rates have been so low now for ten years; it's kind of become the norm. Uh, but for those of us, of course, that have been around uh, for a while, a five percent interest rate is a very normal place to be. Uh, you know, however, if you're going from like a two percent interest rate to a five percent interest rate uh, on renewal on a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage, that could be like a difference of four hundred and seventy five to your mortgage payment uh, so people really need to be in the know they need to address the affordability and uh, and maybe just borrow a bit below their means versus you know maximizing uh, their home purchase uh, just by smaller by lower uh, I think is what people need to start looking at and uh, you know even buying uh, you know a little bit of a fixer upper that may need a few renovations that sort of thing uh, and again keeping their price points lower people have to live somewhere they're always going to have to live somewhere so it's about making it I think more affordable for them instead of maximizing the debt when it comes to the housing side of things.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more, John. We've talked about that on the show before, right, that just because you qualify for a certain amount of mortgage, it doesn't mean that that's the mortgage that you should be getting, right, or that's the price point in the house Absolutely. that you should be looking Absolutely. You know,
2: unfortunately, that's where people may find themselves now is they did that five years ago, and now we're coming into renewal, and they're going to see significant rate increases, and which will mean mortgage payment increases as well.
1: Absolutely. So, Dreda, for those out there that are struggling or really worried about how their monthly mortgage, Mortgage payment is going to be affected with rising interest rates are there
0: things that they should be considering when it comes to their mortgage um, for people who who already have a mortgage um, and are maybe looking at renewal, etc., I kind of, you know, like, uh, um, think back to, because I, I, too, remember the days of very, very high um, interest rates, and one of the things that you can't stress enough, I think, is that prepayment is your friend here, and that um, if you're able to pay anything down on your principal, um, really focusing on, on, focus on trying to bring down, uh, bring down your debt, whether you have the option, um, and you'll need to look at your, your, the mortgage that you have, whether you have an option of prepayment, um, whether you have an option, you know, whether it's on the anniversary or whatever, that, that it's it's very important to now start focusing on bringing down debt. When we had this long period of low interest rates and rising value, therefore rising equity, <clears throat> it maybe makes, made sense to um, maximize. Maximize your starting point because it gave you the most leverage. Um, but I think that if if you can do anything to pay down and, and do whatever you can to go against to reduce your principal, that's really important. I think if you get into serious trouble, um, call your bank or your mortgage lender. Um, many of them did uh, breaks during the pandemic, and it's always worked calling and talking to them um, to see what can be done because they do want to retain your business moving forward.
1: That's some great advice. And we know that, you know, as you have been saying, rising interest rates are a concern for many. And for both those who are looking to qualify for mortgage and those who are coming up for renewal. So we're going to continue to talk about this when we come back. Please stay with us.
0: Join Brian Medore weekdays at noon for a comprehensive update on news from every corner on all levels. Newsmakers, weather, and more. Join us on your VOCM at noon.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Lab. Barbador. My guests today are Doretta Thompson. She's the Financial Literacy Leader and Director of Corporate Citizenship for the Chartered Professional Accountants of Canada, or CPA Canada, and Joan Flood Mortgage Advisor with Premier Mo- Mortgage Center. So today's focus is rising interest rates and, and how they're affecting mortgages for both homeowners and prospective home buyers. So I want to focus this segment on how the rising interest rates will impact mortgage qualification. So we heard in the first segment that many people don't really. Know what it means to be pre qualified or what the process is to being pre qualified or why it 's important so Before prospective home buyers begin their home search, they are encouraged to seek pre-approval. And again, Joan, we've talked about this many times, how very important it is and how disappointing it would be to find out that you found your dream home and you're not qualified for the mortgage that you need. And you know, four in 10 Canadians are considering buying a home within the next year that are not knowledgeable about how this pre-approval process works. So what can you tell them about the pre-approval process and why is it so important?
2: The pre-approval process, I think, is is the most important part of this because, as you've said and we've talked about uh, before, and while it's the emotional side of it, and home buying is a very emotional process, but it avoids the disappointment, you know, first and foremost. You get out there, find that dream home, only to find out that, you know, you can't get approved for it or the payments are just not realistic for you uh, in the end. Uh, But the big thing today as well with the uh, rising interest rate uh, getting a pre-approved mortgage will uh, oftentimes set an interest rate or hold it for a prospective buyer for 90 to 120 days. So in this rising rate environment, that's also a very important factor right now. Uh, you know, and it sets the stage. Uh, you know, we'll sit with the client and we'll go through all aspects of what's involved with the mortgage, from the offer to the home inspections to the legal costs. So we'll we'll do a full coverage with them of what to expect. Of course, it also checks the stress test and affordability for the client, and sets the stage before they get out there shopping. Uh, and what I'm seeing a lot of today as well are the people that are walking into an, a multiple offer situation with the pre-approval in their hand. Uh, it's giving them an advantage uh, a lot of times where multiple offers are being presented. Uh, so if the uh, the prospective uh, buyer uh, sorry seller already knows that this potential buyer is pre-approved, it's making difference to their offers getting accepted versus someone who hasn't gone through the pre-approval process uh, so there's a lot of things to consider uh, but the pre-approval stage is definitely the first step in uh, in home buying and it will also give you a, you know a good conversation around the various types of mortgages and the, the best fit for you uh, mortgages are not a one one-size-fits-all type of thing uh, everyone's situation is different everyone's finances are different uh, you know, and what your neighbor did don 't mean that 's what you need to do or it 's the best deal. Uh, it has to fit you and your lifestyle and, and your family it 's like a pair of shoes you try them on they have to fit you, and they have to fit comfortably if they don 't, then you need to find a different pair of shoes so it's it 's a unique process to each individual I feel
1: you know I couldn't agree more there's so many options and all you need to do is do a Google search right around mortgages and you'll see you know there's a couple of different variable rates available there's a couple of different fixed rates available there's you know options for you to pay down double payments and like there's so many different things that goes into a mortgage it's not as simple as do I want a fixed rate or a variable rate it's a lot more complicated than that and that's why it's so important to talk to a professional right to find what is the best fit for you but on that note Doretta one of the things that also came up in in the survey was around people not really understanding what a fixed or variable rate is, what the difference is, and, and why they should be considering one versus the other. Can you comment on that?
0: Um, I think that uh, uh, the difference between a fixed rate and a variable rate mortgage to a certain extent reflects how confident you are um, in uh, where you think rates are going to go, whether you want the security of knowing that you will be paying the same interest rate um, for a fixed period of time or whether you want to float a bit with that and cause, because it looks like and because you know, interest rates are going up right now. They may not go up for five years. You may not want to lock in for that long. They, and you may want to take the, uh, you may feel comfortable being a little bit more flexible with that. Um, I think that it's very much a personal uh, a personal decision that you should get take with professional advice uh, and with an understanding of what your current situation is, what your likelihood of um, you know your own income is likely to be, etc. Uh, because the difference can be quite considerable. And if you have one of these blended mortgage products where it includes both a regular mortgage and a HELOC product, you can find yourself in some interesting and unpleasant situations um, with interest rates go, if they do go up.
1: Yeah, I know for sure. And it, it is so important to make sure you have a full understanding of what you're signing up for and what the impact of rising interest rates could be. So don't on that note, when people are applying for pre-approval, of course, they're not only looking at what they are, able to afford in a mortgage, but they need to be stress tested. So what can you tell our listeners about the mortgage stress test and how it can impact the size of the mortgage that they're going to be approved for, and and in addition to that, how rising interest rates impact that?
2: For sure. Uh, I mean, the stress test is a set interest rate, of course, uh, that was put in place a couple of years ago uh, when rates were, you know, fixed rates were at 2 and 3% at the time. Uh, but the current stress test rate is 5.25%. So the concept was that when you're applying for a mortgage, uh, the mortgage professional or broker that you're dealing with needs to qualify you for, uh, you know, X number of dollars and a certain percentage of your income can only be used for the mortgage debt. So the stress test rate currently is 5.25. So when you're qualifying for a mortgage, uh, we have to use either the greater of the stress test rate, which is 5.25, or 2% above the contract rate. So with five-year fixed mortgage rates right now hovering the 5% mark, if you're doing a five-year fixed mortgage, then your stress test rate becomes 7%. However, if you're doing a, a variable rate mortgage type uh, thing. Your product uh, then is based on prime rate. Generally, you get a a discount off of the prime rate. So we'll use 3.5% for an example on a variable rate mortgage right now. So we got 3.5 plus 2 gives us 5.5, or the contract rate at 5 plus 2 gives us 7. So at 5.5 versus 7, it's going to impact the amount that you're going to be able to qualify for. And it also bumps the preset stress test rate of 5.25 out of the equation because both variable and fixed right now are above that rate in most cases. Uh, so I just ran a little scenario, and for somebody with an income of $100,000, family income of $100,000, so for the fixed rate versus the variable rate on a stress test level, with a fixed rate, they qualify for $414,000 mortgage, and at the variable rate, they qualify for $489,000 mortgage. So there's a significant difference there in what they would qualify for based on on how the stress test has to be used. Now, this of course is just uh, you know, the mortgage payment side of things, uh, then of course there is also uh, total debt that needs to be factored in as well, but this was just a quick sample of how the impact of variable versus fixed will impact uh, you know, how much you are going to qualify for.
1: Yeah, and it's important for people to assess all that stuff. But as we talked about, I mean, affordability definitely is a concern right now, uh, not only uh, because of rising interest rates, but you know everyone is feeling the pressure on their wallets at the grocery store and at the gas pumps and all that stuff. So you really want to think through affordability and not necessarily the most that you can afford, as we discussed. So, Doretta, how should people be thinking about the affordability uh, of a home and and the purpose of a home?
0: I think that you know. First of all, with regard to if you're worried about you know failing the stress test or whatever in mortgage things, you're you're spending too much, um, and and we need to go to that basic principle that just because you can borrow a certain amount um, does not that you qualify to borrow a certain amount does not mean that you sh- that, that that's the amount you should be borrowing. Um, that I think that even take out interest rate heights, take out inflation, the war in Ukraine, which is having such an enormous impact, take all of that out and. I still think that um, buyers should not max out what they can afford. Um, Buying a house is expensive. Costs can come at you out of nowhere. All of a sudden, you need a new roof, a new HVAC system, replace something. And if you haven't left any room for a margin of error, you're going to be just one small disaster away from needing more debt. I think that you need to think about it in terms of risk. Can you sleep at night with the purchase? Are you going to be up all night worrying about all the worst case scenarios? So,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. And and Joan, I know you do this with your clients. Uh, not everybody does, right? But it's important to look at exactly what your monthly budget entails. So not just what the mortgage payment, utilities, property tax, you know, the other debt that you're carrying, what those monthly payments are, but do your kids have activities that you need to pay for, right? Are they in hockey or dance or, you know, do you want to make sure that you have budget available to plan family vacations and, and all that kind of stuff? So you're Really want to look at the full family budget to figure out what is an affordable mortgage for you. You don't want to be living or, sorry, you don't want to be working to pay your mortgage. You want to make sure that you have the flexibility to do things in, in life with your family as well. So when we come back, we're going to talk about how rising interest rates may affect your ability to renew your mortgage. Please stay with us.
0: Weekday mornings from 530 to 9. Jumpstart your day with Jerry Lynn Mackey and Ben Murphy. Newsmakers, traffic, weather, and more during your VOCM morning show.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to your money. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guests today are Doretta Thompson. She's the financial literacy leader and director of corporate citizenship for CPA Canada and Joan Flood, mortgage advisor with Premier Mortgage Center. So we've been talking about the impact of rising interest rates and how they're impacting both homeowners and potential home buyers. And according to the survey that we talked about in the opening segment, one third of Canadians don't feel knowledgeable when it comes to how rising interest rates may affect their ability to renew their mortgage. So don't should current homeowners be concerned about passing the mortgage stress test and how they may qualify to renew? Will they be able to renew their mortgage?
2: Well, I guess the the good news story with renewing your mortgage is if you are continuing on with your current lender, there is no qualification process. Uh, You know, they will merely reach out to you, you'll negotiate a new term, new rate, and and off you go. So you don't really need to reapply for the mortgage or have the stress test reapplied. Uh, But, you know, when the the mortgages that are renewing now certainly did go through the the stress test uh, in the beginning, uh, you know, so now we're... Just- the homeowners are going to be in a situation where the payments are going to be much higher than what they went into their mortgage four or five years ago. So I honestly believe it's never too early to start having these conversations. If you are currently in a mortgage term and you think, oh, i got two years left, it will recover, things will be fine in two years, I believe that you should be having those conversations with your mortgage broker or lender, whoever you reach out to for those uh, types of information. Uh, have the conversations now. Uh, While your mortgage rate may be a little bit lower, you know, it may be worth your while looking at possibly renewing it a bit early to take advantage of rates before they go any higher, you know, those sorts of things. Uh, Not suggesting you leave great interest rates behind to take higher rates or anything like that. Uh, What I'm suggesting is have the conversation. See where you are with your mortgage. See what penalties may be involved for you to do things like extending amortizations on, um, on your mortgage. Uh, on a renewal process of course that may be an option for you as well so if you originally had a 25 year mortgage but have been uh, very diligent in paying down extra monies on there and reducing the amortizations and reducing the interest and and the balances and those sorts of things if you are really in a bind right now you may be able to extend your amortization back a few years just to give you some breathing room until things uh, settle down and then of course uh, you can always you know, rewind and start increasing your mortgage payments again to counteract that. So there are lots of options for people, uh, you know, to consider or look at. But they need to ask the questions. They just need to make the call and uh, and have those good conversations if they're really worried and concerned. Uh, but, you know, the interest rate uh, increase is certainly going to impact, uh, you know, on a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage from two percent to three percent, three percent to four. Like a, a, you know, every rate every 1% increase on it, it's about $140 difference to your mortgage payment a month. I mean, that's huge if you're going from 2% to 5% on on a mortgage renewal.
1: No, absolutely. And I was reading uh, an article just a few weeks ago, and it said that 56% of Canadians say that a $200 increase in monthly expenses would make things unaffordable for them. So, you know, an increase of $140 in a mortgage payment is not insignificant to many people out there. So it's, it's definitely important information to have, Joan. And I think the advice on reaching out sooner rather than later, because you don't want to be in a position where you're running out of time and, and you have to make a decision quickly. You want to be able to weigh the pros and cons and make sure that you're making the right decision for you and your family.
2: Oh, definitely. And, you know, when people got mortgages five years ago, they may be new homeowners, just married, that sort of thing. Now they may have a couple of kids in the equation. So the household expenses certainly have, you know, gotten higher than they were when they originally bought the house.
1: You know, absolutely. And Doretti, you mentioned in the last segment, uh, home equity lines of credit, and you know, chances are that many homeowners also do have a home equity line of credit. And we talked about in the opening segment as well, that 52% of Canadians aren't knowledgeable about a home equity line of credit or how it differs from a mortgage. So did that surprise you? And, and how can you explain to those listeners out there that maybe don't have a great understanding about this stuff, how they do differ from your mortgage?
0: Um, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I think um, helocs, um, when interest rates were really low, um, they 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 were often sold and oversold to people. Um, when when interest rates were really low, it was really easy to promote a product like a heloc, um, even though it. Arguably, is not even a necessary product for many Canadians, and it created a lot of temptations for some people that some people would find irresistible, and led them to essentially use their HELOC, like a bank account. Um, you know, your mortgage is a loan to buy uh, uh, is, is a loan to buy a home or another property. It's generally paid back over a long period of time. The loan secured by the property, and the cost of the mortgage depends on the type of loan, the term of the loan, and the interest rate. Rates. And payments cover interest and part of the principal. And. If you don't repay it on time, the lender can take possession of the property. And there are lots of kinds of mortgages and you should really do your homework, um, talk to professionals to make sure that you understand the best options. A HELOC is a secured form of credit that is guaranteed by your home. And unlike your mortgage, it's a form of revolving credit. So you can borrow the money, pay it back, borrow it again, pay it back again, um, and you can make the minimum payment which does not touch the principal, you can just make a monthly payment of um uh of interest only and there are two types of them, a standalone one and one that's combined with a mortgage and I think Joan should explain that. Because <laughs> <laughs> really that gets real right? complicated <laughs> <laughs> That gets real complicated. <laughs>
1: So over to you on that, Joan. What does it mean to have the home equity line of credit that's a standalone versus a home equity line of credit that's combined with your mortgage?
2: Okay, they're both uh, good faith. Good they're both uh, they're both secured uh, by the uh, by the home. So the home is the security for both of them. Uh, but the standalone uh, type of line of credit is uh, say if somebody owns their house free and clear, uh, they have no mortgage whatsoever on it, and they want to take out uh, some of the equity. So you can arrange a standalone home equity line of credit for up to 65% of the value of the property, which is the maximum you can do. Uh, and that can just be, you know, your line of credit. Some people consider it their mortgage, but to uh, Doretta's point, you only pay interest only on them generally. Uh, there's nothing against principal unless you consciously make reductions in the principal. Uh, so you can purchase a home that way as well. It's not just about refinancing. Some people may choose to just have uh, that type of mortgage if they're going to put 35 percent equity into their purchase so the other type of uh, of the line of credit piggybacks onto the mortgage so if you have uh, up to 20 percent equity in your home and your mortgage then would be at 80 percent so you can break that down then into a mortgage component and or a line of credit uh, combination type of thing, so that you you still remain at 80 percent of the value of the home uh, but you can carry both so you can have the uh, standard term mortgage you can have the difference between your mortgage and the 80% of value as a home equity line of credit. But again, 65% is the maximum you can carry on the HELOCs.
1: I think really what's concerning for me too is earlier this year, so back in February, a 10-year record was broken when Canadians borrowed an additional an additional $2 billion on home equity lines of credit. So as I said, that's a 10-year record. It's the highest one-month increase since 2012. So through hearing that statistic and knowing interest rates are on the rise, how concerned should listeners who are carrying a balance on their home equity line of credit be?
0: I think they should be very concerned. Um, and, and you know you know, what's an even scarier number than that is that HELOCs now account for more than 40% of real estate secured lending. Um, and when you think about it, through this period of low, very, very low interest rates, coupled, as I was saying earlier, with really high increases in residential housing prices, it's not surprising that people would use HELOCs to tap into that increasing in, in about increasing equity but I think people carrying HELOC balances should be really concerned especially those who have essentially been using their HELOCs um, to finance consumer debt or lifestyle changes etc. Um, I mean if you have are using it to pay down debt it makes sense because the rates are way lower than credit card rates but as a debt reduction strategy it only makes sense if you are paying off the whole thing and you're not acquiring any more debt. Um, I think that uh, using HELOCs needs to be done thoughtfully and responsibly, especially since with interest rates, they go up hand in hand with the interest rates. So those, unlike say a fixed mortgage, where you know what your payments are gonna be, depending on the kind of HELOC you have, you can find those costs going up every month. Um, it, it, it can be a really um, immediate immediate impact, even the interest only payment.
1: Yeah, and that's a really good point. You know, HELOCs traditionally, because they are secured by your home, uh, they do have a lower rate than regular lines of credit, or certainly than revolving credit like credit cards and things. But It is a good option for people if they're looking to consolidate high interest debt into a lower payment and to utilize their HELOC. The important thing is, though, that you do need to understand that as interest rate rises, your HELOC payment is going to go up. So you want to consider that. But you also want to make sure that you're canceling. The credit cards and and the other debt that you are consolidating into that HELOC, so that, that you don't find yourself with a HELOC payment and then an increasing debt payment as you you utilize those cards and, and lines of credit into the future. So really important that if you're consolidating, you do cancel those accounts or at least most of most of uh, the accounts so that you don't get yourself into trouble. I see that far too often, uh, in my practice. Well, we've got so much more to talk about when it comes to rising interest rates and how it impacts. Uh, the ability to buy a home. Please stay with us.
0: Every Saturday is perfect for a night at the cabin. The cabin party with Brian O'Connell. Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. on VOCM. This is Your Money with Nancy Sneddon of BDO on VOCM. Welcome back. You're
1: listening to Your Money here on BOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. I'm joined today by Doretta Thompson. She's a financial literacy leader and director of corporate citizenship for CPA Canada and Joan Flood, Mortgage Advisor with Premier Mortgage Center. So we've been talking about the impact of rising interest rates and, and the effect they're having on prospective home buyers. And there's no doubt that recent rate increases and those that are to come uh, more, in fact, this month are taking a toll. And as mentioned off the top of the show, three quarters at 76% of Canadians who are considering buying a home in the next year are worried about the impact rising rates will have on what home they can afford. Another survey statistic that stands out is that the prospective home buyers survey more than one quarter at 27% admit to not knowing or understanding many of the costs associated with buying a home. And you alluded to this a little bit uh, in an earlier segment, Joan, that when you're looking at uh, a pre qualification for a client, you go through a bunch of things with them, including the things that they should be considering with regards to costs, right, that are associated with the home purchase that oftentimes they overlook, but they definitely add up. So what can you tell our listeners about that?
2: Yes, Nancy, there's definitely further costs associated with the, with the mortgage than just having the, the down payment available. Uh, you know, most first-time homebuyers are very excited. They finally got their 5% down payment saved, and they're all eager and ready to go which again is a part of the pre-approval process that's very important. Uh, so basically what we, what I would advise a client uh, with regard to the extra costs would be money for legal fees. So typically we use 1.5% of the purchase price uh, is what we advise clients to have available for their uh, their legal costs here in Newfoundland. And that's not to suggest that's exactly what their legal fee is going to be, but it is a good ballpark uh, to give them an idea of the additional funds that they're going to need. Uh, of course, the first thing that they will do once their offer is accepted and they've been to uh, a mortgage broker or to their bank is uh, they're likely getting a home inspection done on the property. Uh, so that will cost, you know, another $500 type of thing uh, for that to be done. And while it's not a requirement uh, to get your mortgage approved, it's certainly a good practice and I highly recommend having the home inspection done. Uh, they also need to factor in their moving costs, whether they're moving across town or across the country. Uh, it's going to cost them something for truck or for gas or or those types of things. So there's there's certainly things that need to be factored in. Uh, Home insurance is another thing. So if you've been renting or living at mom and dad's, you probably don't have a very big, if any, home insurance or just content insurance. A lot of people even renting don't have a content insurance uh, policy, which is very surprising. Uh, But if you're buying a new home, then you definitely need to have home insurance because your mortgage lender, for one, is definitely going to require that. So that's an additional cost, whether you pay it annually or you incorporate it into a monthly payment as your your monthly budget. The other things uh, that could happen uh, that become part of the closing are adjustments for things. Uh, so a survey is always required in order to, to put the mortgage together, well, in most instances it is. Uh, so if a new survey on the property has to be uh, paid for, then that may be a cost that you're going to uh, to have to deal with. Uh, adjustments for things like oil or propane uh, in the property, they're often done at uh, closing as well through the lawyers, but there are additional costs that the 1.5% ballpark we give you may not cover. You may also have adjustments for property taxes. So depending on the time of year you're buying the property and taking over from the previous owner, you may owe them back some property tax money uh, for the current tax billing, those sorts of things. So they all add up and they're all good to know and to have the conversations early. The other single most biggest cost, I guess, is the mortgage insurance with the mortgage. While it's a cost that is incorporated into the mortgage. It's not an out-of-pocket or direct cost to the client. Uh, so this is the type of mortgage insurance, mortgage default insurance, that is required on a mortgage if you have less than 20% down. And this premium is incorporated into your mortgage and amortized out over time with the mortgage. So it's not a monthly cost or anything like that, but it is a cost you need to be aware of because it does impact the amount that you're borrowing. So these are pretty much your basic costs that you can certainly expect. And as you can see, it's uh, you know, a lot more than just your 5% down payment that you may have to come up with in order to close that property.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's really important people consider this stuff, right? And, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, the survey and the legal cost and, and the house insurance and all those things. But another thing that people need to make sure that they're putting into their budget is what are the heating costs going to be for the home that they're purchasing, especially if they're getting into a home for the first time. So, you know, asking for the last year's um heating costs from the owner can give you an idea. I mean, everyone likes to heat a little higher or a little lower, so it won't be an exact science, but it'll help you in budgeting, right, to figure out what you can afford with regards to the home that you're getting into. It might seem like a a weird thing to consider, but, Doretta, another thing really that home buyers may want to keep in mind is mortgage renewal time. So although they're buying their home right now, it can be important sometimes to think three to five years out, right? Of what you know, what their typical term would be and, and remembering that we're in a period now where interest rates are going up that may or may not continue, but you wanna make sure that you're thinking ahead in would you be able to afford a higher mortgage payment, correct?
0: Yeah. Um I think if they yes, absolutely, Nancy. And I think the thing is we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know if rates will continue to rise over like three to five years. Um if they do the people who locked in long-term will be glad and if they don't the people who went variable will feel that they were the winners and I think ultimately the sleep test is probably the best thing to guide your decision. Will the risk of ra- rising rates cause you to lose sleep and and if so lock in and, and don't follow what rates are doing obsessively um, if you've locked in at a level that you can afford. Um, I do think that that it's um a really good idea to take advantage of whatever flexibility your mortgage offers to pay down on your principal, bi-weekly rather than monthly mortgage payments, anniversary payments on the principal, whatever you can do. And that's one mortgage feature that I'd be looking for in negotiating a mortgage. I would really want to be clear on what those options are.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, people are saying that you know, people, homeowners currently, right? They're still facing challenges. And that CPA survey that you talked about earlier, that you did earlier in June, it talks about many of the things, right? That they're worried about. They're worried about being able to pay for renovations, or you know, struggling to afford basic home maintenance. Uh, two and five are indicating that mortgage payments and property taxes are hard to currently keep up with, and 35% are saying that they're finding utility utility payments challenging. So, you know, it's so so important that you're considering all these things as you're getting into a home to make sure that it truly is something that's going to be affordable for you. And to your point, the is not going to cause you to lose sleep as uh, interest rates rise or, you know, inflationary, um, inflationary measures have, you know, groceries and gas and all those things impacting your budget. You, you don't want to be losing sleep then over being able to afford your utilities or, or even mortgage payments. So, so, so important to consider. Well, we've got some time now for some final thoughts. So I'll start with you, Joan. If you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be?
2: I think my final thought for today would be to talk to your mortgage advisor uh, sooner rather than later. Whether you're renewing now, whether you have a renewal in two years or three years, uh, even if you went uh, recently, you know, went with a mortgage and it's a variable rate. Uh, if you're hearing all of this buzz and news and, and it's just uh, scaring you, and I used Redis as. Uh, all all the time, her saying, if this keeps you awake at night, you shouldn't do it. Uh, You know, even if you did the variable rate, now you're having not second thoughts, but you just need to talk it out again. Make the call, whether you're renewing, whether you're far from renewal, whether you're new, and... Especially if you're in a home market, uh, home buying market today, and looking to buy a property, and don't think what's my maximum I can afford. What is affordable for me with everything else that I have going on in my life, and with the possibility of the rates rising, which was why the stress test was put in place in the first place. But now we're past the stress test rate, so we kind of got to you know deal with uh, with the new stress test for each individual based on the the interest rate that they're taking. So just make the call reach out today and have a good conversation and make yourself comfortable again with the choices that you've made.
1: That's great, Joan. If people did want to reach out to get some advice, what's the best way for them to do that?
2: They can call me. I'm, tw- I'm open 24-7. Uh, my cell number is 682-9872 and my email is joan.flood at premiermortgage.ca.
1: Great. Thanks so much for joining me today. And, Doretta, if you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be?
0: I think that one thing we don't talk about enough is if home ownership is appropriate for everyone. It, it can be such an emotional topic, but home ownership for some may never be a reality, especially in some markets. So. Why not look at alternatives on where you can save that money earmarked for a home in long-term investing to secure your retirement, save the money, continue to rent or to share and, and guarantee your security long-term. I think these are discussions that for many people we need to have very realistically.
1: Yeah, that's a really great point, Jorda. Thanks for that. And if people want more information on the recent survey results or just on HELOCs and and really educating themselves around some of the stuff we talked about today, what's the best way for them to do that contacting CPA Canada?
0: Uh, At CPA Canada on our website, www.cpacanada.ca slash financial literacy. And there are many, many resources there.
1: Great. Well, Thanks again for joining me today. And also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you have a comment or question or something you'd like me to talk about here on Your Money, you can email us at BDO.ca or give us a call at 800-563-8337. Until next week, I'm Nancy Sneddon. Stay safe and be well, everyone.
0: If you have a question or comment, send an email to bdo.ca. This has been Your Money with Nancy Sneddon of BDO, License Insolvency Trustees, on your VOCM.